Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Horsemanship Remark Show. I had to switch out of low power mode because on Facebook, it made everything super dark. So you guys, come on over. Let's see if we can get Michael Sparling to join us this morning. Yes. Yes, Michael, on Facebook. <laughs> uh-huh. So... Susan, good morning. Is the weather good up in Canada? You know what I need to do? I need to order those um, those boots that you guys had. That uh, They're called gnats, right? I'm pretty sure. Now, Susan, you can help me for a second because I want to try to see if I can do Julie's idea, which I thought was genius, where I can log in um, on Facebook and check it out on the profile mode so that I can see comments. Corey, oh my gosh, are we even gonna have a chance to, um, are we gonna have a chance to go to Perrydale Trails so far? I don't know. Okay, you guys, I think I can see the comments. So somebody comment to me, you guys say good morning because I can see it. And also, where the hell is Michael? Oh, here he is. <laughs> He's here. He's here. Yeah. Thing is, it's crooked this morning. I have a fire going. Who else has a fire going? So far, let me see if I can scoot this over. Good morning, Michael Sparling. Good morning, Emma Daily Clan. <laughs> How are you this uh, morning? I'm good. Good. How are you going to be seeing comments? You have it on another device? Yeah. Do you have an iPad too? But I can read them this time. No. Um, no although, no iPad. Okay. So, although I don't think that anyone has commented yet, but I have, yes, the iPad, and it was Julie O's deal. Um, here. So smart. Yeah, she oh. is. It'd be good to see them in the playback again. Yeah, you can. You can. Oh, you can? Them. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they show up underneath uh -huh. the... They show up like, mm -hmm, like regular. Quite comments. nicely quite nicely, way better. The playback is way better. I mean, That's it good. all is way better. And isn't it interesting that two weeks after we switched to Facebook, Temple says that she's gonna do the show. Can I even say it? Just like Temple Grandin says she's gonna do the remark show, but um, she, she does not do Instagram. It has to be Zoom, at which you can also broadcast live. Yeah. Facebook? Uh -huh. Like, do you link it to? I guess. I haven't tested it yet. We need to test it before next month. But yeah, she goes, she goes, oh yeah, we do Zoom. She says, um, I've done that many times before. Okay, well, you would know. <laughs> anyway, what's on your mind this morning? I don't see any comments. So are you guys telling me that there are no comments or what here? No comment. No comment. That's um, but I do have it, so I can I should be able to see you guys. All right. Um, what's new? Got a little uh, weanling in. Oh my god! He's he's pretty cute. He's uh, actually had him last week. Didn't mention him on the show, but uh, just. Kind of halter breaking, getting him connected to the hind leg. Um, 
forward is a little bit of a thing at this point because um, he already has kind of learned to not sit back but just back up as a, a bit of an evasion but he's doing doing better on that he's a ackle techie it's not hanoverian i can't remember what the what the stud is so he's an interesting one and just like all legs really long very much likes to leave the ground very spunky um so it's kind of a keep your distance let there be drift in there um he's not a sedate little guy <laughs> so um and he was a little spunkier at first because i had him separate he had a buddy chief was actually his buddy um in, a, in the pen next to him but now he's in with a a uh well with celine actually the oh. frisian and there oh. she's two he's just a weanling and they're getting along grand so, okay um so that's been fun i mean he's not really scared of the flag he initially when you go for his head would kind of come up here but like that's when go for his head i mean when you like reach up behind his ears or go to pet his face you know like he'll reach out to you but if you reach out to him he kind of came up in a way um putting the rope or the coils up near his head was a challenge for for him um because again he kind of wanted to go here and back up rather than kind of lower his head and come down into it uh, um i don't know pretty straightforward fun so, speaking it, was, it was a lot easier to flow with him and get the hindquarters when we were in the small like 10 by 12 feel and you're kind of flowing behind him as soon as there's a wide open arena and he already kind of has the feel of where that nose band is on the halter and pushing into it um then it was just legs flying in the air and you know there's a horse over there and i'm a little insecure and but it's, it's gotten much better. He he was in the arena by himself the other day and was fine with that. And then a horse came in, a little distracted. But it's mostly just forward and around where he's he still kind of feels like he should go away or kind of tip back a little bit before he thinks forward. So typical baby stuff. Celine's going home. That's a, that's a tough one. Like the owner was here yesterday. I didn't micromanage her as much. I did definitely step in and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. A fair bit, but not as much as I did last time. If you remember, I was like, stopped her the moment anything was about to go south. Well, this time, um, it's just so freaking subtle. Or not subtle, it's obvious as day to me, but the, the, the margin is so thin between her feeling like you're nagging or being too demanding and she's tended to be kind of on either extreme which again is easy because finding the right feel to follow through in the right amount of time and the right amount of pressure you have like this much wiggle room for it to feel correct um which to me at this point is 
you know, particularly now that she understands to yield and didn't think fight was the answer. Um, it's just like easy. I'm not even thinking about it. She's just whatever, but it didn't take long. Uh, and I caught it right away, but she didn't, it was almost like too late for her to follow through. I'm like, you got to firm up because you're kind of nagging and I can see it's going to piss her off. But it was by the time she figured out what to do to firm up a little bit and then probably, I don't remember exactly, but probably firmed up a little bit snappy or a little bit harsh. And right away, Celine's like pissed off and not too bad. Not like I'm going to kick out at you, and but just ears upset and kind of wanting to bring her shoulder in there. And I let her kind of work with it for a while. And I'm like, okay, let me take her for a moment. And she's kind of back to, I'm going to be defensive and a little angry. You know, it didn't take long for me to shape it up. It was kind of more pop on the lead rope, get that shoulder out here, just get going. You don't have to be mad. Um, but you know, five minutes, whatever, to just be like, you're cool. You're cool. And then give her back to the owner and she kind of maintained that. So, I mean, we're talking 35 minutes of her. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. And only one real spot where she was, she irritated her. Um, but, you know, within that, there was a lot of spots where it, it could snowball. Sure. It just didn't quite. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like she was yeah. on her with her shoulder a little bit. She pushed the shoulder out, but she wouldn't really change the flexion. Or Celine would just kind of not really move. But she didn't pick at her. She just asked, didn't get a response, and quit, which is a gun of snowball. But she didn't ask in the neck and then nag and then nag and not get an answer because that would piss her off yeah and especially more, like more immediately mm -hmm. and yeah. if she's getting answers in between you know saying yeah. like it's not like every single time they have that conflict then yeah. should work out and that that was the biggest adjustment because last time i was just like okay stop okay stop 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 let's redo that and this time i let her go but it was like my stops were not you're about to do something wrong as much as accept that right like just leave her alone now let her go around you say that's enough trotting and kind of stack in the bank that she flowed right up there and yielded to you rather than going there that was great now keep trotting now keep trotting and and then she's you know feeling pushed the whole time. Whereas like, she'll just trot around me, no problem, but she's trotting because I've stacked on enough of when I ask you to go, I'm just going to let you go. Um, so I kept saying like reward, just her making the transition, reward her leaving, reward her, you know, yielding the hindquarters a little bit, you know, whatever, just say there, that's it. So she starts to believe that you're going to give her something back. And then from there, she's going to offer you more. So that was a lot of what I was trying to communicate to her because the, her, the, the points that were going to be of conflict were her being too sharp, her nagging and not like kind of staying with the pressure, but not following through um, and just kind of having it hang there. And 
her asking too much, not accepting the, the bits. So that's what we worked on. Um, she said she trailer loaded fine. I haven't thrown her in the trailer, but it's like, okay, let's go work on that because you're taking her home in a couple of days. So I'm going to putz around with that. She did go in the trailer reasonably well. I don't know how people don't know this, but when she started to back out, she kind of anchored up with the lead rope. I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't. And she did hit her head. Um, she kind of, she was worried then, but she went right, right in. It was a little, you know, there was anxiety. She wasn't totally relaxed and turned loose about it, but um, that's what I'll be working on a little bit today. Um, but yeah, I was like, no, no, don't try to keep her in there. She's so much bigger than you. So, but she didn't know that. So, no. uh, now your keep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's Celine. I rode the fjord the other day. Stephanie's doing a great job with her. I kind of stepped it up. I didn't tell Stephanie I wrote her. And then yesterday I'm like, like so how's Della doing? She's like, oh yeah, she's pretty good. I'm like, so how, how did she back up? I'm like, well, I don't know. I haven't it's getting there. I'm like, I'm like, back her up. And she picked her up and went to back her up and she just floated on back. She's like, Did you ride her? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so But no, overall, I mean Steph is doing a fantastic job with her, but for the most you know. I was just like, yeah, this is going well, but I kind of pushed it forward a little faster on the soft feel. Cause I know, I don't know how much more time we have on her. Um, but I know they're going to just pick up two reins and go to ride in there. And, uh, so I was like, we got to get this going. I mean, she's still, uh, um, you know, if you were, kind of crude about how you picked up inventor or asked her to follow a rain, she's gonna fight it. But, you know, if you offer it to her, she's kind of flowing where you want, pretty soft and bendy and, and you can do a hindquarter yield and have good flexion. So all of that's there and good. They're not gonna do any of that. So it's like we have to somewhere in here, even though it's a little, little premature from what we would do if we had all the time in the world start saying you gotta soften here um get stopped get back the whole nine yards mm -hmm. so i don't know that was della willow's doing good owners started riding her more what was cool the other day with her oh no Okay, Michael, hang on. This is not working. It is not showing me comments on the Why would it do that to me? That is just Can we try, Michael? Sorry to interrupt. Can we try turning it in profile and see I'm gonna just try it, you guys. Just real quick. Hang try on. To. Just just hang on a second here. That way. Oh, it says you can't re rotate your phone while oh, look at live while recording. Corey sent me a screen capture. Oh, it sucks because look, I have it right here and I am not seeing comments. Oh, here we go. I just had to refresh. Okay, hang on. 
Hang on. Hang on. I think I got it. I think I got it. I had to refresh here. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. We're just still learning. Look. Still look. Learning. I see your comments. Okay. Good morning. Everyone says good morning. Hi, Nicole's here. Okay. That's it. All right. You guys, I can see them. So you. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Uh, Corey, Susan, Lynn, Jody, Val, Joanne, Nicole. Happy birthday, Val. Happy birthday, Val. Birthday. Oh my gosh. So try it again, you guys. Make me some make me some more comments and I'm gonna test it out. Make me some more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We're going up. I'm going up to uh <clears throat> we're gonna see Val this weekend. And then the following weekend I'm gonna see all the folks from Canada. I'm so jealous. I'm not even happy for you at all because I'm so jealous. Good people. <sighs> I'm jealous you get to hang out with all your people. I've only hardly met Corey and a lot of them I don't I know. Have I don't know. Have I met Debbie even? I don't know that I have. Maybe not. I mean, I've maybe kind of quickly met in passing, but I haven't, I don't think, stopped to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yesterday. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to go back to horses, but yesterday. Yeah, I was gonna go back to mules baby oh. baby mules but because i don't want you to forget go go uh the cool thing about willow um was we went through a ride walk trot lope hind quarter yield and I had to remind some, but minimally did I have to say, don't turn yourself inside out, day round. This was Willow. This is Willow, mm -hmm. the little Alamino quarter horse. Um, she was doing that when you pick up one, right? What's that? Not. No. Did, oh. She she was the one that would head up and kind of just get to bouncing around right yeah so there were times where it's like no no no, stay stay soft but for the most part the rectangle was long and she wasn't long and kind of reaching out this way it was a little bit more head up but the nose was out and just kind of a loose rein not head up but kind of just okay right <clears throat> and it didn't feel, feel totally relaxed, but I didn't feel like she was gonna fall apart with it or it was gonna escalate. So I kind of just like when I got on, she was a little bit hurried at the trot, or I mean at the walk. Okay, like, like let's just, rather than try to manage this, just let her move and settle, do some arcs, and that kind of slowed down a little bit. <clears throat> got more rhythmic but anyway then we went to trot and she was she didn't make the transition by popping her head up and getting all tight through her back so i didn't really have to help her make the transition and not go there because i didn't have to help her we didn't kind of get this really nice kind of round or like let's keep your rectangle short enough because if I don't keep it super short you're gonna invert 
and kind of get tight. She made the transition. It wasn't totally relaxed, but she didn't have trouble with it either. Meaning she was pushing with her hind feet. Yeah. yeah. And then into the lope, the same thing. Like she, there was a little bit of a hurry. She was a little bit up here, but she wasn't like the nose wasn't popping up and hollowing the back. And so we just kind of made that transition. There was a little bit of a softening here or there, but for the most part, I let her just work through it. And, yeah, yeah. and it, it maintained there. Like she didn't go, okay, and then stretched and kind of got real soft over her back. It was, all of it had a little bit of a, um, not entirely turned loose feel to it. But to me, it was like, this is absolutely progress because nowhere did, even where I had to help her, it wasn't like a, the rectangles here, you can't go fighting to get up here. It was like, let me help you. And then I was able to get out. And she went through that whole ride without me needing to say, I'm going to prevent you from going it's here. Huge, it's a huge deal. It's a huge yeah. deal. Huge. So I didn't even, I, I didn't even really fuss with let's get softer, let's get it better. It's just like, just yeah, yeah. let it flow. Um, so that to me was a pretty, it was the first day she's been able to just kind of roll through things and not need the support of a insistence upon a shorter rectangle because she would have otherwise popped her head up, hollowed her back and kind of got to, I don't know, wouldn't, I don't know how to describe it enough so people can like fully get what I mean when I say her head goes up and she just, yeah, because it's a very distinct look and feel, but I don't know how to describe it enough that people can for sure get the idea of what she's doing. Well, I would guess she's getting tight. Her nose gets, yeah, I mean, she's getting tight, but her, her nose, nose up in the whole Right where you sit is, is the biggest thing. It's like, uh, Well, and usually. her head's just doing this, you know? Yeah. Like the jiggle jiggle. So, so that was cool. That was a good ride. Like I said, Molly's been riding her, um, and Molly's a nice rider. She um, she was trained or rode with someone out on the East Coast, I want to say from Sweden, her instructor. We like Sweden. Yeah, that's where Hans is from. I'm not, I'm not sure on that, but... Um, has a good feel, a different feel. She wanted, it was a more of a kind of little bit busy hand saying, come in here and then holding there rather than pushing a float. So in just adjustments to the way she's communicating and she's taking some reminders, but for the most part, she's an independent seat enough for sure. And As she used, make feeling, used to feeling the whole horse. So she, making those adjustments fairly adeptly and which is great because willow needs that you know if it was someone who was hard or stiff or abrupt or crude that would really make it harder 
for Willow to mm -hmm. transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on the length of the, on the, the loose rein, I wonder if this saved for me because, um, yeah, so this is what I wrote down in the middle of class the other day. A loose rein means in, oh. in, in St. Louis. Oh, got it. Yeah. Forgot you were. <laughs> yeah. We need to hear. Yeah, so, so all, all of a sudden, you know, I just, this is, this was a question in my mind, uh, mm. which I, I've been thinking about, and I think this still sounds right to me. A loose rein means a natural length of the rectangle with no pressure because that because you know of course buck was talking about that in terms of people understanding like when to not get so long that you are totally out of position and gonna you know be relying 100 percent on the horse's good graces and yet on the other side of it not holding your horse in so that is why um i was like what is the def like how would we really define that and that, that's the thing wherever the horse is in their development is the nat natural length of the rectangle with no pressure that is what we can consider a loose ring what do you guys think about that let me go back to my comments does that sound right to you yes what do you think michael i think that that sounds right on. Um, I think a discussion I often have, and it sounds like this was maybe the question Buck was addressing. Um, often the question is, or I'm saying, looser rain, looser rain, looser rain. You're right, right, right. Uh, but then and, on the other and hand, and then it becomes, right. yeah, looser rain, and that your horse needs more space right now to feel like you're not holding them. And yet there is the element of how much support is your horse going to need maybe from moving around laterally or, or just, you might have to in a moment say, Oh, don't, don't poke your nose out and come up here like with Willow. So there might not be as much float in there as there would be further along down the trail. But, um, so that I, idea of what's a loose rein in terms of length of rein is one thing but you're kind of hit it hitting it from the other side of um well length of rein can't be it because every horse is going to have a different length of neck yes but well amount of float mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes yes because you, you could have a loose rein with less float in some cases because you have to be there in other cases you know, the horse is needing to be longer and not needing support, not needing you to be as close and prepared to help fix or help or whatever. Um, and then having that shorter rein with less float is not really a loose rein. And it still has float, yes, but it still to the horse feels like you are uh, asking for something, asking you know, asking thing or um particularly if they're feeling back to you on some level or thinking about what you're asking they feel confined yeah hopefully 
hopefully not confined as you know as as you develop right that that yeah. but but i'm right. saying like someone who's relatively new to a loose rein or new to like new to oh. new to settling their horse so that they can be in in the rectangle on a loose rein mm -hmm. and it's especially like you know with some of the newer folks in the morning class that had had maybe this the environment was totally new to them so then you're in a you know you're in a whole nother situation where your horse is behaving differently than normal mm -hmm. so yeah and to me and there's three sides of it the the amount of flow needed or the amount of float reasonable given the support the horse might need and the um kind of what it seemed like you were getting at in your the comment you wrote down is more so what the horse needs in order to feel like there's no pressure. it's where their relaxed posture is that's that's yeah. really it's so simple really in this in the sense that wherever the horse is at gymnastically what is their true relaxed posture either and and that could change right like as they're at a standstill it's one thing as they're cantering it's another thing as they're trotting it's another thing um so the girls just said here, um, Corey said, yes, please talk about it more. I struggle with the right amount of loose rein. And Val said, I just looked at the super cool video Julie S took of Michael on a loose rein. Hello, how come I didn't get that? After listening to your thought, I can see that she has changed her posture. She's not alone. She's not, I think that's what you're saying, right, Val? She's not alone and pointy nosed as she used to be. Which horse is this, you guys? What's she talking about, Michael? Good morning, Joanne. I have no, no idea. Okay. I was unaware of said video. Mm. Is it a video I took of Julie? Yeah. Or Julie took of me? And it I, sounds like it's it's video. Julie took of Michael on a loose ring. So do you understand what I'm saying, Michael? It's like not only does the horse have because then it can be adjusting too as the horse is finding their balance within a gate like think back to rooster mm -hmm. in winter where i was like more rain more rain more rain because he was exploring his yeah. full range of motion to the point where you had to push your hand forward because because he's freaking 14 feet long from his shoulder to his nose yeah. Not really but six we determined you know mm -hmm. six or seven well six probably Right? So that I really think is right. So Corey, do you have any additional questions or thoughts on that? So with her horse, Whitney, really, really pretty paint mare. Um, she has a, she has, because of just how she is, her breeding and all, she is a very perfectly confirmed paint mare. Like, her confirmation is perfect for what she is, but they're not as they're not as apt to change shape longitudinally as dramatically as let's say rooster, right? And yet, 
that's what we're working on <laughs> is a longer top line for her so that she can be more powerful, right? So whereas rooster on that day changed from like a three foot rain to a six foot rain. No joke, you guys, seriously, no joke. Whitney might change from a three and a half foot rain, you know, to a three and three quarters foot rain and then a four foot rain, right? Like, so that's where I guess the whole point is, it's not just a random arbitrary thing, which has been said, I mean, that's what he was saying, but the natural length of the rectangle before you ask it to gymnasticize, in other words, not while it's tight, but as soon as it's like where you were saying, where that horse can just naturally go without reacting to the reins or responding, really responding to the reins in any way, because you might say, hey, roll the jaw or hey, soften to the outside rein or, or whatever it is that you're going to do. But then they're going to get to a natural, neutral place where they can be motoring along and the length of the rectangle will be X. And so long, long as they don't have um they don't have added pressure there then you are on a loose ring yeah yeah no i i'm just thinking of different scenarios of you know horses that are used to a loose rein also have a feel on them and needing more space, more space, because they're used to feeling back to you. And just that little feel, it might still be float in there, but they're feeling like it's it's a request for a soft feel. The rain isn't tight, taut, but the, because there is not enough float, it feels like maybe you're asking for something. So that in one scenario, the other scenario, the horse, not really having feel back to someone they're maybe new to the idea of even giving the horse any rein or space to move they've been kind of holding and containing they're not really comfortable just throwing some slack to them because it's just it's unfamiliar right and in that case it's like just kind of let the horse be for your own experience and to show your horse that they can move. So in both scenarios, you're saying like, of course there's room to whatever length it needs, the rain needs to be. When you, yeah, when you're trying to be on a, on a loose ring. And of course, Gary would say that if the slobber strap, if you ride with a slobber strap, you know, it should be hanging down versus anytime it's pointing towards you, you know, technically a loose ring. Yeah. And yet <clears throat> riding, riding a colt where you have to be, you know, catching them from going and catching them from going that way. Slobber strap can't be pointing down. <laughs> Otherwise, you're, I mean, you have to be a little wide there to block left or right and say, stay straight. Yeah, and you would consider that to be on a loose rein? 
You're not yeah. asking for them to shorten their frame. It's not as loose as you'd like it to be, but if they're not accurate, you're saying get lined up. So I can throw you more space. So it's a loose so rein. It's a loose rein longitudinally because <clears throat> you're not holding them back or asking them to shorten their frame, but it's <clears throat> closer in order to support them laterally from kind of wiggling here. Yeah. We. yeah, we should we should think about that because in the moment that you're directing <clears throat> foot, is that a loose rein? I mean, it can be, right? It, it can be. So based on your definition, as long as they are kind of able to be as long as they need to be, and you're directing them laterally. On a float, yeah. right? Because it would be like if you were on the lead rope, are they on a float? Mm -hmm. Rather than leaning or you having to kind of draw a bit in time with that foot. Because mm -hmm. you could direct them on a float. And I would say that's a loose rein. But if you're drawing on that foot saying, give me, right. give me a response, the foot, right. the rein needs to connect to this foot. Theoretically, yep. if you're adept at the practice of giving them the rein back, putting the float back in there, that's a moment where you are not on a loose rein to the goal that the horse follows your feel on a loose rein with a float. So let's see, Corey says, um, oh, Val said Michael gave a super cool demo on how to shorten the front of the rectangle and how to push the float, yet keep adjusting the rectangle. Yes. Julie and I played with that the last couple of days. Really wonderful to see the changes the horse made, Michelle and Vinny. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Corey said, just trying to learn when to add the float versus when to keep the front of the rectangle more short and have herself have her bring herself up into it uh -huh. but i would totally agree with you michael in the moment that you have to take the slack out of the slobber strap let's say principles are the same no matter what you're riding in the course um then that's not on a loose ring right whereas if the horse goes off course Hopefully you don't wait till they're off course, but you know, if, if they start to go off course and you say, Hey, follow a rain and there's no, and the slack doesn't come out of it, then you know, it's a bit splitting hairs, but, mm -hmm. but the general point is, are you asking for a shortening of the rectangle or not? And if you're not, then of course the horse cannot be wearing pressure. Like we said last week, by the way, Oh my God, I heard someone that we know said suddenly that the horse should learn to wear pressure. I guess that's one way to think about it. I don't know. I, I think the horse could learn to wear a, like a feel like, like, are we saying that carrying the saddle is wearing pressure? If we are, then yes. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we're not considering just the fact that they're cinched up to be wearing pressure, that's certainly not how we were it, talking about. I can't time. remember which horse I was talking about where I used that exact phrase as we don't want them to learn to wear pressure. Like we're trying to 
move away from their belief that just wearing the pressure is a viable or right so we want them to be yeah. sensitized to what to to some of the things we're saying yeah which i think i heard i heard from someone again that i was kind of surprised to hear it from I remember if it's someone we know or someone i just thought would otherwise but um again that idea of leaving a little edge in the horse so you have have life to direct okay i mean well, i i understand like, okay. i understand the idea and i understand that you know where some would say that it's certainly again you know we've said it many times easier for me to get a horse following me if there's life in their feet versus if you're having to create life um the, and the and but, the question is always of leaving that in there are you creating life or anxiety or leaving anxiety so that you have life yeah. that that's the crux of the matter yeah. that is the crux of the matter right oh my gosh can i tell you a feather story sure <laughs> so she's been you did you watch the feather video you probably haven't yet because mike hasn't that's okay it's going to be so out of date by the time you watch it. Just forget it. So anyway, she's behind. I'm behind. I, I'm, I haven't even watched the dang Katniss video yet. Oh. I've watched parts of both, but I haven't sat that's, down to. That's bad, Susan. Are you hearing that? She's watched it like a million times. Um, okay. I'll watch so... it before our next weekend. Are you? Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm, you should. So anyway, Feather's been doing great in the round pen. Right? really really good like so i finally we've let her into the arena which was so fun because she badly needs to stretch her legs and she's little and the arena's plenty big you know so she finally got to run and buck and roll and canter around and oh my gosh the first day which was the day before yesterday she's changing directions at canter cross firing one side to the next changing leads to cross fire to the next i'm like oh no right Anyway, went and and then hauling ass straight to me. And by the time I'm like, she's not even close to stopping. And I'm like, go. Then she whips around and is kicking out. And I'm like, which all of that was fine. That was no problem. And then she let me catch her and um halter her and play around. So I know my cat is on her back sleeping with all four paws in the air. She's so weird. The one that's always on the show. So I'm glad she's down there. So she let me catch her. She let me halter her. But then I unhaltered her and went and did something else. And she went in her stall. And then I had shut the door because it was time to go. Right? She was following me all over. Okay, then yesterday, <laughs> we put her out in the arena. And she was much more confident. And she was doing perfect flying changes for a while, which I was like, Phew. And, you know, going all over the obstacles and, and she let me catch her. She loves being brushed. She loves the brush. She does this with the brush. She, which I, I don't have any horses that are that excited about being brushed. No. So that she let me halter her and, you know, move her around, lead her around, hind quarters, four quarters. And then we went up to the stall. Because I had a meeting. She's like, well, I'm not going in there. What? 
what's in it for me? Yeah. I'm like, oh, feather. Because, of course, I had to go in the stall first in this sense. And she's like, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, shit. So uh, it was just hilarious because there, you know, there you come right up against the fact that why would she want to do it? Mm-hmm. She would not want to do it. She would not at all want to do it for any reason at all. Why would she go back to jail? Is it big, I mean, it's really something I've been thinking about because it's a circumstance in which, you know, you are asking them to do something. They, they have, they, what would be Rather the purpose? She knows I'm going to fail her. She knows I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no togetherness or, <laughs> right? Anyway, so, so it didn't, and then I was late. So I had to just block that out because I knew any anxiety that I put on her was, I don't want her to even know about that, right? Anyway, hind quarter, four quarters until she kind of got closer. And then in the end, her butt was to the stall and I just backed her off the knot into the stall. But I'm kind of curious what's going to happen today. I ran into that with exact scenario with Flash, the little yearling. Yeah, I was thinking It was, you know, like, why would I go back in there? Yes. And it's not like she made a huge, a huge fuss about it. She's just like, oh, all, all I had to do <laughs> was, you know, I didn't, I wasn't pulling. Obviously, I just had a feel like, come on, come follow here, and he'd push over this way and you know try to go down the alley and avoid the stall, and I just kind of held, and you know he'd push here until he came back, and then he'd try to push over there and go that way. I just waited on him until he lined up. And then he did that probably three times. I'm like, maybe I should go that way. And then he'd be like, okay. Because I didn't really, our stalls aren't up against the arena like Debbie's are. So I, like, in the back alley, not really any room to move. Yeah. Sure. The center mat, a little dip on the end of the aisle before into the stalls. So I don't know, this is maybe the second or third time I had him in the arena. And he's like, that was way cooler than this. And still having to think about where his feet are because of the uneven ground into the stall. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a couple comments. Are you ready for them? Yes. Uh, I was going to, well, one more thought on Celine related to leaving a little edge in there. It is interesting how much, if Celine is distracted or worried about something, you have a lot more latitude for whether or not she's going to be pissed off at you by not riding that really feely thin line. You can nag at her and she will put up with it. You can be a little bit more abrupt. It doesn't piss her off you know hopefully you eventually get effective if you are nagging for a little while i'm sure nagging and nagging and nagging and not getting a change isn't but she's just freer on her feet like really early on when she was like like hell i'm going forward i'm gonna stomp my feet and kick at you i'm gonna you know whatever i don't i'm not moving forward because she didn't think that was gonna work out for her. if i had taken her 
her out somewhere to where she was worried, she would have been moving plenty on her own and would have gone forward and changed her, you know, she would have done what I was directing her to do just because she wasn't focused in on me and distract. So, I mean, you can kind of see that, well, there's edge in there, they're moving their feet. So it's, you know, you want to leave that there because it's easier to direct them. Oh, oh well, yeah. The, the, it was easier to direct her, you bet. but. That's not a question. But there, if you're there was no feel between it. It was definitely just getting away from whatever pressure I applied. Yeah, and I think, I think when, when some of those people say that, they're so, it's just such a fine line. You know, you could you have one that's like really getting away from pressure, and then you could have one that's pretty touchy about getting, but they're just the sound wave is like way closer. So anyway, yeah, you were going to say well, comments. Lynn says, "I think it would be hard for the horse to go toward the release if they were used to wearing pressure, but maybe I'm not quite getting the meaning of wearing pressure." Well, yeah, I'm. I would agree then Lynn the 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 next thing you need to communicate to the horse is how much pressure to wear but I don't hear those people qualifying it like I want my horse to learn to wear a certain amount of pressure but you're 100% right what are you gonna do if they that's well, exactly the crux of the matter we see I don't, I don't want to get all controversial here or don't be a wiener. Don't be a wiener. Oh. Riding in contact is wearing a certain amount of pressure. There's an amount of pressure you want to feel in your hands. Yeah. That, that can still have feel back to you, but it's not pushing a float. Yeah, but but once again, we have to define whether or not our legs. Well, are our our legs being their pressure, or our legs being their just a feel? Because or or I'm a, thinking even in the reins. Right? I know, thinking, yeah. I know you are. Legs but or reins. Well, because in in the ideal scenario, contact is something that it is very similar to your legs being there like yes yeah. they're there but but they're not adding pressure unless it's you're holding, it's the holding fact hands that with more of a closeness than you know it's I, really I not right because the the hawks are going like this so you just in contact with that but not pressurizing them to do something but that's the misunderstanding a lot of times and that's yeah. what makes it such an art to ride to ride on contact without it being pressure much easier to ride on a little bit of a float and teach your horse to stay round in a rectangle i mean it's it's, it's not, not easy <laughs> It's easier. <laughs> yeah. And and then um, Lisa says, not sure why someone would want an edgy life in their horse. Just be Lisa all is just because a horse with life in its feet is easier to direct than one that doesn't have any life, right? So 
if you just have plenty of life to direct, even if that comes a little bit from a place of anxiety, it is, it is easier than the one that has decided not to have life. That's, that is the, that's the whole game. Yeah. Right. That's it's interesting. The, the argument could be made with Celine that keep her in environments where she's a little bit kind of got life in her feet because of that and get her yielding in those contexts, understanding to go forward. You have a little bit of that in the bank. I wasn't, I didn't do this, nor did I really think about this until now. And then when she has no reason to go forward, when there's nothing distracting her, you've got a little bit of understanding. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's not how I went about it, but I mean, you could see a case being made for that. Not that you would want to leave an edge in there for a while, but put her in scenarios where because of her resist, like physical active resistance lashing out, I'm going to put you in scenarios where that's not crossing your mind and I can start to direct you and you see that there is a place to go. You don't have to push back on this. You know, I don't know. And maybe that's what they mean. Maybe they don't mean forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and really that could be kinder to the horse than teaching them to dull out so that they have to be pounded on, you know, I guess the only question in that, in that analysis is, are you, are you thinking you're going to get to the middle where there's no anxiety? Mm -hmm. Watching Boozy. I wish I could make everyone watch it. Right? Because that lumbery horse naturally is so fancy and cranks out so much effort and then he's he is not anxious like he's legit not anxious it's a great it's a it's a great example of a horse that's not anxious but b it's an example of what we're saying we want the ideal to be which as we talked about before is just super handy to see that that's that you know I think a lot of people have never seen it. And it's so, it's so satisfying to see him crank that turn. So I just published that reel. Did you see that? Yeah, you'll have to go look at it. So it's on Buck Brownham and Horseman, you guys here on, on Facebook, where Boozy was cranking a turn to the right. And it's so cool because he, he definitely held the left hind leg. Pretty amazing. Um, but, and then he just, boom, stopped. It was the April thing all, all along. Then Buck asked for a soft feel and then pushes the slack and Boozy's like, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Mm -hmm. So I don't... I guess what I'm saying in that scenario, like I look at Boozy in that situation and I do not see stress. I do not, not see an edge on that horse. And 
I would also add the other example is Gary starting all those courses on on from another horse that has to be on time and has to be, do things that are like super high energy and precise and, and then just go so i don't see an edge on those horses is all i'm saying but maybe that's not what people mean who knows hard to determine yeah also the tom Curtin clinic i went to last year the year before he had this younger horse i don't know it's not like you've been riding it for a long time um i don't know if it was one of his horses when he was riding anyway i mean just entirely loose rein like it didn't even look like he was using he wasn't using the reins at all like he had his hand in the mane and this horse is just floating around like almost like bored and there's horses bucking around and he's stopping and kind of floating his horse away and was just kind of amazing how much was being communicated and the horse was just mellow and flat and with him in the midst of lots of chaos and then got really precise when it was like fading into a horse fading away from horse waiting for the one that hasn't hooked on to finally acknowledge him and then it was like oh, you acknowledge me that's all and all of it just with the horse pretty much looking like his legs, you know. So, I mean, it wasn't cranking a turn. It wasn't highly engaged physically. It wasn't this real powerful thing or even really fast. I mean, the whole thing. He never did more than trotting the horse in the midst of, of all these horses. It was a pretty small round corral, but it's just pretty impressive, too. It's cool to see that it's possible. I guess that's mm -hmm. always always a thing. So that it's not just like, well, that's never gonna mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. Which people do in, in dressage land, they say that kind of stuff all the time. It's never gonna work, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. So speaking of something where a little bit more is required in or order for the horse to be less, have you the term fancy broke me I, I love learning all these new things so yeah that was something that has come along as i've been watching the horse market like i said that fully desensitized advertisement and then you have the you know not fancy broke but so there's something about and then the gal that i'm finishing a horse or putting some touches on a horse for a gal, one of Debbie's. She goes, I don't need him to be fancy broke. I don't need a lot of buttons. Okay, no problem. Like, I'm not here. I'm not going to put a lot of buttons in your horse. You know, he's not going to be fancy broke after 30 days, right? But I'll bet you she wants to be able to lope circles. And I'll bet you she wants to be able to, at the very least, lope and turn right <laughs> so i was riding him Probably yesterday i want to be able to move her horse sideways yes he, he actually does that pretty but yeah of course yeah open a gate shut a gate like all those things that this is not fancy broke i don't know he's not going to be passaging and doing lane changes on a short rectangle you know which she doesn't do, care about i guess my do you point think is that's what 
it means not not you know on a loose rein like i want him to be able to do this without having to feel like oh he's he's put together he's engaged he's like doing it elegantly or maybe it's a great question i, I don't know i'm not afraid to have to use the reins a little you know i don't need him doing it all legs only i mean i don't know what, what would that mean i don't know either and and a lot of folks refer to like a neck rein mm -hmm. does your horse neck rein like as a if that's lot. like some anyway so but here's the thing he cannot slow down from the canter you have to wonder and stop him like we're at the end of the ride now i've had two or three rides on him and you guys will see in the video that i did for horsemanship insider that'll come out you'll see the first ride where he's on a like he's on a loose rein loping and he's and he's slowing down off of my body okay that's one thing but the rate there's i said this i'm like there's no brakes like I, and that's not fancy broke that's just you <laughs> you have one rein stop or the horse hooking on but in terms of the reins mean put a bend in the hawks so that you can stop are we considering that fancy broke Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fun to chip away at just because he's so super nice, super gentle, super gentle-minded, super solid. Like, there's a million things going for this horse. And yet, just because he got a certain amount of education and then was a little bit churned out, it's like, oh, yo, man, here, let me, let me show you that the reins connect to the hawks, you know, that, that it's like that. If you, Michael, if you accidentally taught this horse that, that vertical flexion meant to tip the chin in, people are, people would think this horse was not good. Mm -hmm. He's dull, gentle, blah, blah, blah. But like if something did scare him, you wouldn't be able to settle him because you, you'd have to do a one rein stop, which yes, that would settle him, but there, there would be no way to keep him because there's no. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun to feel him go. Oh, hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But he does have to practice a bit. And that means the takeoff too, because the takeoff cannot not be ideally. I mean, he's kind of a big horse, you know, maybe I don't know, eleven hundred pounds, something like that. And so, like, if if he tips it down to go forward, even a little bit, you know, to canter to kind of get himself forward, he, you know, then you're like, then what are you gonna do? if you don't have the ability to rebalance him in the gate. Mm -hmm. Now, if he was a colt, you just go with him until he thought about slowing down and then, then he can slow down off your body, but he already can do that. Yeah. 
once again, it comes down to the understanding that vertical flexion is a compression of the hind leg. Is that a fancy bit of knowledge? It's, it's interesting. I would bet someone asking that question or, you know, using that phrase, if you ask them to clarify what they mean by that, they would not even come close to splitting hairs or defining it on the level we are here discussing, trying to define it. Okay. Except for it's what not it going to work. Yeah. What does it mean? They must mean something by it, but I don't think What's your... most folks would maybe even have an answer thought through when you say, what does that mean? Like, what do you want them to have happen? Or you know, what do you want your horse to be able to do and not want your horse to be able to do it's just like this generalized they don't don't have to do a lot like that might be their answer or they don't have i don't know i don't know yeah, what their answer and, is and but they're certainly not splitting hairs which we're not really splitting hairs but we're talking about it more detailed than i'm gonna bet well thinking about it i guess this is the age old thing that it comes down to in order to do the simple things in a pleasure horse kind of way, meaning in a way that like, I'm just gonna trail ride my horse and, you know, move the cattle in and out and just enjoy them. In order to achieve that, there has to be some gymnastics involved. Mm-hmm. Julie's here this morning, uh, Debbie. Oh finally got her ass up. See, the Instagram thing doesn't wake her up now. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, Susan. Okay, go ahead and keep reading. Oh, yeah. Comments. I was just going to say, Susan Susan was asking, Susan Schmidt was asking, where's the video? And yes, it is uh, on the Buck Roundman Reels. Um, and good morning, Samantha. Marjorie, uh, Marjorie says good morning. And then Debbie is here this morning. That's it. Sorry. I didn't think there were. Hmm. It's, I, I need to see the comments too, because I don't know. I mean, I know Marjorie is King Marge, Canada. Susan Schmidt. Oh, that's Marge. Yeah. Yay. Marge, wait till you see the throwdown t shirt I showed Michael. Yes. That's going to go live today. Very cool. I'm really, yeah. really happy. Samantha was Sam. And Susan Schmidt is friend from here. She's the one I talked about last year. Does the mountain biking and puts in a lot of miles summer, especially given how short our summers are. I didn't know she was party to the show though. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. since we moved to Facebook, good to have you, Susan. Yeah. So that's that is a, I think an interesting. Anyway, this horse Charlie that I'm riding is, especially just the other day, it was like, I don't know how to make this horse leisurable without an understanding of, and a development of aids that... Oh, I, I totally agree. 
There's a gentleman I've worked with for a couple of years, started a few horses for him. And he's asked about the neck rain, like right, right off, talking a colt I just started. And, you know, if he was to use the phrase fancy broke, he would be saying, all I want him to do is move off a neck rein. I want to be able to pull and get him to stop. I want him to neck rein, and I want him to go when I ask him to go. Nothing that, that's about, what you consider fancy broke? No, that's, what, that's all he wants. Right? Oh, yeah. He didn't really care whether or not they soften before they stop. He just wants to be able to pull the reins and have them stop. Except if you want your horse to stop on time, they're going to have to soften. What What else are you going to do? Otherwise, it's going to be like, my horse doesn't stop on time. Mm -hmm. Or if they try to get stopped like on time, but are bracy, aka not soft, then they can't do shit in the next second. They stopped. Yeah, I mean, and all, you, and all you're gonna do is try to neck rein them the next second, and they're gonna move over there. But it doesn't matter what their shape is. <laughs> it's just, it's just it's nothing. It's different. It's not at all what we're doing, and it's frustrating as hell for me to work with him sometimes. But he's he's becoming more interested, little by little, a little more keen to. Considering you need to put him on one of your horse. Like, it would have been good for him to ride Dagamo or something and be like, look, here is what it can feel like. Are you interested in that at all? But, but it's such a... Yeah. 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 So, so um, Faith says, I would think a fancy broke horse is a finished horse, whatever the discipline. Yeah, I get Yeah, yes. I just... Yeah. It seems a little different than saying a finished dressage horse or a finished reining horse or a finished cow horse just to say this horse is fancy broke. I would think it means with some sort of refinement. I don't know. I have no idea. I've, I've never guess... phrased outside of what you just said, so I don't know what people mean by it. So I'm merely. Talking. I like the way it sounds, actually. It's kind of like saying gear or snaffle bit rig like yeah fancy broke <laughs> i guess the overall point that i was just thinking of with charlie is just there are some boundaries like there are some immutable physical limitations that you will not have a pleasurable horse that is sustainable over time without some gymnastics. Now that does not mean that the horse has to, you know, turn and burn or get, you know, two inches off the ground when you're working. This is not, I'm not talking about extreme sports, but you're not gonna have a pleasure horse not talking about, about Western pleasure. A pleasurable horse. 
as simple as like I was watching Feather turn around in the shoot between the uh, round pin and the stall. There's like a, I don't know, three foot shoot that kind of goes back and forth. You know, that's a little alleyway. She folded her little self up like a ballerina. That's just a practical thing. She wasn't trying to be fancy. But if her body wasn't going to line up correctly, it wasn't going to happen. There's only so many corners you can cut, and then you run into a brick wall. Which is what, what are like. your what are your expectations of your horse? How much are you operating on your horse's good graces? What what are your yeah? I mean, I I just I've worked with plenty of people that aren't interested in improving their ride. They just want to go down the trail and have their horse stop when they want it to stop. Yeah, that's why Buck's thing always makes me laugh. Like, to the point where I have to ratchet it back in class because I will lose it to the giggles when he'll say, you know, don't say you just want a trail ride because all that... <laughs> all that means is I'd, rather, I'd rather die on the trail than in the arena. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. He <laughs> goes... That just means you want to die in the forest and not in the arena. That's <laughs> no, pretty funny. One. I don't know why that one gets me so much. Oh, hilarious. Julie says, I think Fancy broke about having buttons for the discipline they want, regardless of how correct or free it is. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Something like that anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So speaking of rooster, how's that going? He is maintaining his weight nicely. Oh, That's not all yeah, yeah. Well, With less speed. Good. I threw an alfalfa bale in the corner, and he eats mm -hmm. that after his train. Mm -hmm. It's helped. Yeah, it's really interesting how much alfalfa is a part of the deal. Really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. For ulcers and for just general. Wait, did you? You know you're supposed to feed a mule differently than a horse? Did not know that. Audrey says no, but there's a lot of people that are like, find out, you know, I have a mule. Oh, you gotta read all about how to, they're so different than horses. And I showed my dad the videos of the donkeys um, killing hyenas and coyotes and stuff. Like, you guys look it up on YouTube. It's hardcore. Anyway, I don't know any of that stuff. Why was that? Oh, just the feeding. Yeah. And then our temperature is about to get. Yeah, we're crazy. we're losing leaves, mm -hmm. lots of them. So it just means there's so many things to do before the snow flies. I know. We're putting shelters. I built three. Isaac's building three shelters for me. Um. And I'm dying trying to decide color schemes. I'm so good when I'm realtor. This, this, do this, do that. And then when it comes to me, I'm like, I can't decide. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a struggle. And Prim hurt herself, I think. This is really interesting. 
so the new little one, you know. That's the um, pony thing. Mm -hmm, that's a pony, the Yakima Reservation pony. She's so itchy. Like, and just lets me scratch her all over. But I came back from uh, Missouri and all of a sudden she was super flinchy, right? right at her shoulder like weirdly on both sides and i got her to let me touch it you know but she's really really itchy in her mane and all over her hindquarters so but i'm like looking at her i know there's no swelling there's no heat she's a little rotter she jumps out of the pasture hips like this is nice good job i'm like oh because some of the these yakima Ponies are the little jumping beans. Jumping beans. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Talk about, you know, it's like, oh, Raised the Yeah. Yeah, and, and Feather digs holes. So it's going to be really fun when, I mean, it's going to be a bit of a zoo around here for a little while, <laughs> I think. One's digging it? the fences, one's jumping over them. Uh -huh. You have to bury uh -huh. Chain, you have to bury chain link like they do for dogs in the kennel. Chain link along the edge of your fences so she can only dig so deep and not get out. Digs deep. <laughs> she digs deep. I'll bet you if you let her keep at it, she'd dig up to her shoulders. Really? Wow. Yep. Ask Debbie. Where yep. does she dig? In the stall or just? Well, she was trying to dig in the stall, but she hasn't figured out how to move the mats mm -hmm. yet. But in the round pen where there's sand, she dug all the way down through the base rock to the road fabric and was ripping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Careful what you wish for. Oh, you're helping Debbie repair that, I know. Well, we just fill the holes in and we're trying to stay on top of it so that we don't just let her, you know. Destroyed them. I just want to get her big ears and be like, listen. This is how it's going to be, and you're going to have to learn to be happy within the parameters of this lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else? What else do I have to tell you from Missouri? I did a couple horses. That was kind of cool. If you had been there, I wouldn't have done. I'm sure you would have been called out. That was kind of fun. Tell us about these horses. Yeah, well, there's not a ton to tell. Other than, um, you know, I helped one gal bring her horse up to the fence because he would not, he wouldn't stand for her at the mounting block. And it's definitely not a scary horse at all. Very, very good minded. A little bit stiff when she did end up riding it, you know, because just trying to get the short serpentine and push the outside rein forward was a little tricky. I think if she had that technique just a little bit more, it would have smoothed out really, really quickly because... He wasn't stressed out. That's not why he wasn't standing at the mounting block, but they usually had him boxed in just with another person standing on the other side. So Buck wanted me to help her get it up to us on the fence. And, you know, it's interesting to talk about that in the sense that it takes more than two seconds at first, but I told her, you know, it's like, it's a little bit a one and done deal in the sense that if you put your time in on day one, 90% of your work is done if you complete it. And the other thing that I, I really wanted to communicate to her was, you, you know, trust yourself. You will feel it. If you don't feel like your horse is parked, he's not parked. Because you'll know 
he really is for sure. This particular horse, right? That was pretty cool. And just, I think concerns. I wanted her to, the technique that I wanted her to understand in a huge part was staying on the fence on the left side. In other words, you have to concentrate on holding onto the fence with your left hand. You know, shoot, little tiny bit older, you know, little, it, because if you end up with your right foot over the horse, and you're, you know, anything happens and you're not concentrating on your left foot and your left hand. If the horse does this, this, is, now right. stepping, this is now stepping into the saddle once the horse is there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're following you for a second there. Yeah. Keeping your left hand on the fence and your left foot on the fence and just seeing if he will, you know, stay with her. So that was pretty cool and really cool to watch her do it. And what else was just fun is of course, you know, he was a little bit fussy when I, when I took him from her and we went to the fence, but by the time we had gone through all of that, you know, he was, he was so in the rectangle that they were able to stand and listen, you know, all through class. And so that was, it was really, it's always nice, you know, and they and both of the gals. So then another, another gal was Sunday and again, a really nice, nice horse that liked her a lot and she liked it a lot and it was one of those the environment completely changed how she knew to operate a bit that's kind of funny because she had a 22 foot line on with the ring you know so i was like oh i know you're you're old school because i love that 22 foot line too they stopped making it but it was a lot to, I ended up leaving it on the ground because there was just no way I could manage it all. And Buck's like, that lead rope's going to be annoying for you. Here's my flag, you know. <laughs> but I ended up just leaving it on the ground. And thank God he got people busy doing other things because it could have gotten someone else in trouble being in the way. But we were able to work in a, in a pretty small space. What? Oh, she, he was just crawling all over her. But just a little bit because she was overwhelmed and holding holding a short lead rope. And and he also didn't know to bend. Yeah. The, the rain didn't connect to the So talk, talk about crawling all over her. Describe what he was doing. Was it shoulder into her? Just kind of front end walking toward her? Was it looking away? Was it mm -hmm. barging through her space? Was it stiff and therefore just kind of running into her because the rope was holding in there? <coughs> that last yeah. one? Yeah, because he was not a spoiled horse. He just he just didn't know where to be. Mm -hmm. And so, Okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just, just going to ask, what did you do in that particular case to quote unquote get him off of you because she said he was on her yeah yeah the first thing you know when i when i said hi is it okay if i help you with your horse you know and and she's like sure she handed me the lead rope and he went to come over the top of me just because there was pressure behind him that, that's a little bit what what the difference was versus like some horses that are pushing, pushing. over the top 
friending, like they're like the person is a problem. Mm-hmm. This was just a situation where the environment was There's moving. a lot of crazy stuff going on. Exactly. Yeah. And then just because she didn't know what to do, then he wasn't looking to her for direction, but he wasn't like, you're making my life worse or anything like that. So I just, um, you know, one time to set him back. That was the other thing she had going on really, really nicely is that he, so long as you were firm enough with him, he totally responded to the pressure, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So then in the end, it was just about, you got to get out, buddy. And so then- is it just kind of setting him back? Don't walk right into me because you're worried about something going on over there. And then yeah, that's- go out there. Took one time. Out and around. That yeah. took one time. And then the other thing was just then when he went out and around, this is what I was just going to say. And an interesting kind of implying or me inferring maybe where she's, where she's come from. It's interesting to think of the driving the horse around only gets you so far when you're in a situation where the lead rope needs to connect to the hind foot and put a bend in your horse. And, I, you know, in, under some circumstances, I would have used my flag a bit more, but I knew that what she needed to see was the fact and feel really the fact that the rain connected to the foot. Cause when Buck was like, I'm gonna go help this girl or this gal, um, what was happening is it was getting so much worse. Now the horse was, horse was whinnying. So then it was like, it was getting more and more disconnected. So it really didn't take, I I don't know, maybe I should have hung in there a little bit longer. Okay, so you said you would maybe use your flag. So how are you, um, you know, set him back, go out there. How are you showing her to accomplish that? without as much use of the flag as you would typically use. Hind quarters and go, hind quarters and go. And just try to be on time. It's funny because people came up to me afterwards. They're like, oh, so good to see, to see multiple people. A girl do it. Cause I did have to corner him a couple times because I didn't want him to be leaning on the rain. He wasn't leaving or trying to jackknife or anything like that. But it, it would have been very easy to let him wear the pressure and then have the hind leg go, but without it being like, look, I need to be able to draw on, like, the rain is connecting to the foot, not just you eventually are slowing down. Debbie, a little bit like what we talked about the other day, like, put him on a corner, like, you got you to gotta get to the corner so that it folds the horse. So the out and around initially, though, was set him back, say, well, you know. I actually didn't send him back. What did you just use? Oh, when we were at Buck, though, or closer to Buck, that's when I sent him backwards. And And then we walked over. Yeah. So from a standstill, he then I just sent him around. That was a huge part. is like if I wanted him to go out and around to my right then I definitely would step to my right and of course you got to find out if that's even going to work right away but it 
totally was. And then it was just a matter of showing him like, okay, and then the shoulders go out onto the arc, which, you know, once, once or twice he understood that. And that's where I'm saying I would have maybe used the flag just a little tiny bit more to, to bend him. Um, but instead I just repeated. So sent him out onto the United arc, like in other words, four quarters go where I need you to go and then lead you out and around, at which point he would pull to the outside. And that's where, you know, using the lead rope to yield the hindquarters. Tail of the lead rope? No, a, a draw on the lead rope. And that's where I cornered him a couple times because it's like, look, you gotta go. But he would go past me. He would go past me. You know how some horses, they won't go past you. and then you're then you're really in a pickle and what he needed to see was that i was moving him around versus she was trying to get him to do things but getting out of his way which is all she could do you know in that in that case but he went past me which is when she came back and said well what you know what how are you doing that and the two notes that i gave her were you know go from if you hold him too close which she i think she kind of knew that right it's just once again you're in an environment where it's a bit overwhelming but you know add another two feet at least to where you're holding on to your horse but then the second note was look he has to come by you so that you can bend him because you not, you cannot bend him while you're in front of the shoulder you can fold him away from you, but you cannot bend him towards you. Right? Otherwise, you just gonna pull him back What do you mean, fold him away from you? So, if you want the horse to go out and around to the right, you have to send the four quarters to the left. So, you're folding the horse in half, or oh, you're yeah. folding the horse to the yeah. left, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you can do that by driving. The shoulders you know the nose and the shoulders around effectively right or changing direction but the the big thing the, like i said the other note that i gave her was look he needs to come forwards and around leave soft which he totally did go forwards and around you then you can yield the hindquarters and then by the time i handed him back he was bending so totally totally doable now, Kip had to take him again on Sunday. But it worked for, for a little while. Mm -hmm. You know, it worked for a little while. And hopefully at home, someone was like, aren't you frustrated when people, you know, just wreck your work? I'm like. It's their horse. It's their horse. And just because it doesn't work that day doesn't mean the person, is the pennies will start to drop a lot of times when you go home and like then you're like experimenting oh i think i heard this or i think i heard that and you know it, it does get better but what i was thinking is if that horse was not allowing you was not going by you that's when it's a little bit more um dramatic than than what it ended up looking like because you have have to get the horse to go forwards without coming on top of you so that the shoulder will go by you one way or the other that might mean you have to step behind the balance point but at that in that situation i was thinking about you because in that situation i would have had to make a big fuss with my flag 
Whereas you guys, you're just in oh, the way. But he went out and around, so you didn't have to? He did. He really did. Yeah, it wasn't perfectly round at first, but he absolutely did get out to get across and with his four quarters, and then he was willing to go forward. And he wasn't scared of the flag. I mean, at first, a little tiny bit, but but it wasn't a huge, a huge deal. But it was so fun because, of course, before I started, you know, it's so fun to pet on him and just be like, yeah. Because he did stand still when I that first correction, and then we walked over, and he did stand still. Head on him, scratch him, like even to where the nose is going. You're like, ah. You're good. No problem. Let me just show you a couple things. And he was so open-minded. Here, here's your horse back. Yeah. Exactly. And then, of course, I was wondering. I didn't ask, but because you, anyway, I'm not, you know how it is. You don't ask. But. I don't think it would have mattered, Michael, if I had stayed in there that much longer. I think the ingredients were there and it was just, either you kind of get in position or don't. I, I hope that she's gonna feel like she can, she can do it. But I missed you there, of course, but I wouldn't have gotten to do that. Uh, Val says, fancy broke definition probably varies on the starting point of the rider. If it's a rider that considers a horse as a furry motorcycle on which to drink beer on trail rides, <laughs> a fuzzy motorcycle, that's awesome. A furry motorcycle. Fancy broke is going to be different than a rider who wants a horse to move off the leg and connect with the rider. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, morning Diana. Yeah. <laughs> a furry motorcycle. Her husband. Her husband has motorcycles. He's, oh, gotcha. No. Gotcha. Well, what else, Michael? Anything else on that? No. Out. The, the reason I was asking for, like, what did you do? And, you know, so I was talking to a gal yesterday. I don't know how much time we have left, but I'll just throw this in here. Um, I haven't met her. She just called me and said, I've been working with someone who does natural horsemanship. My horse just kind of feels like she doesn't do with me. Natural relationship and the horse doesn't really want to be with me and i don't feel like we're really making progress and you know she'd say this little bit and you know basically say well what what do you do or what's different or you know like why should i bring my horse to you not in a rude way but just like trying to feel out like can you help me sort of thing and so she'd say one thing and I'd kind of say, well, you know, sounds like maybe this. And, and then she'd, we'd talk for a while and she'd say something else about the horse. I'm like, well, disregard what I said earlier. Cause now that I have that bit of information, this is probably how you're going to want to present it or tweak what I just said. And then we talk for a while and she says something else about the horse. I'm like, well, actually now that you give me that information is like, why don't you just bring the horse over and let's look at this, you know? Which I was kind of like, she was good humor, but we were kind of joking about it, basically. It wasn't like, 
she was not wanting to bring the horse over and like she was laughing but the fact that i was like well that totally changes my answer that totally changes my answer or at least the presentation of how i described it to you right and my answer would change the moment the horse is in front of me and i'm reading all of that it's not going to be like oh now i do this different oh that you know what do i do here it would be okay now i have the full picture because here the horse is in front of me telling me all the stuff that you are try didn't trying to tell me. didn't tell me until in the course of conversation more information came out little by little it gave me a more full picture that would that was adjusting how i would just you know help you fit this horse and whatever i thought was i can't remember what you said earlier that made me think of that but it it was kind of funny so we're just probably out and around yeah. versus how are you so yeah. she's how are you? coming she's coming to a uh a clinic to audit and kind of see whatever so i said it'd be better if you brought your horse because from what you described the horse it's a unique i mean probably a fairly shut down easily overwhelmed i just need to know what the answer is but you're gonna have to explain it to me in bites and let me know that you're my friend um like any of those listening that knows Michelle's horse boxer and where he started out. A lot of it is probably just very not connecting because he feels overwhelmed and guarded because of how much either unclarity or pressure or whatever has been applied, which is not often, you know, who knows what horses show up for the clinic. I think Faith and her husband Derek are going to be in the clinic. Um, but, you know, maybe there's a horse in the clinic that is sort of like that but maybe not you know, maybe a bunch of pushy horses and then you're being all firm and she's like i don't know if that'll fit my horse so oh right right you know, right right pushy horses are horses that are more advanced and kind of know what they're doing already and you know that is such a good point is is an auditor coming to see like and thinking okay this is the horsemanship versus it's like oh yeah but the way it's you know the way it looks or the way it's applied or the 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 gaps you're filling or or adding on to yeah i oh i always try to emphasize because i'll often take someone's horse to demonstrate or whatever i try not to hold on to them for too long unless it's like your horse is really gonna hurt you here and let me get some ground um but to say what I just did there would not be appropriate for your horse. Or like okay. I take this horse and you notice I'm doing something entirely different in my presentation to what I did there. And I just had you do this, or I just demonstrated this, but you need to scale it way back now that we're in a difference. So I try to point that out, but it's still hard maybe to extrapolate for someone who's new to what they're seeing, you know, you're being this firm because you maybe need to be on this horse. Well, what is, what would you do with my horse? I still don't, I still don't really know how you're going to help me because I'm pretty sure you wouldn't do that yeah. with my horse because I know enough to know that wouldn't fit my horse. So, mm -hmm. but I, I told her, you know, when you come talk to me, let her like, 
connect me your face to this conversation so i know who i'm talking to and then let's talk about how what you saw might still only having a limited amount of information about your horse talk about how it might you know be adjusted to fit your horse's kind of personality i guess mm -hmm. totally i did tell that gal i was like okay so if this is a different horse you cannot be here because you could get kicked versus like when the horse went by then i'll you know we i put it on the menu such that the horse would yield when she stepped towards the hindquarters but you can't just if the horse is right so i did tell her that because i am always a bit concerned that someone's going to go home and i don't know how many horses they have and then just apply it to the next horse and get their brains kicked out or something that girl show right because <laughs> there's so many caveats i mean but it's funny you're you, your comment is it's like it's not really different it's just impossible to explain it all in the context of one horse in one situation it's not different like everyone says oh it depends yes it depends but the overall scaffolding is not different it's just the gaps are different and the scenario you know requires different pieces that's a really different sequencing too not like in order of the curriculum but different sequencing in terms of <clears throat> how much time you're spending on forward and around versus hindquarters versus you know, this horse is really pushy i need to get forward moving the front end right away this horse, it's all about like, you're fine, just connect. I mean, kind of like you said, what are the pieces that need to be communicated to this horse to build what I want using this scaffolding, using this, no. And, and that's, I will always encourage people be, you know, don't feel bad that you don't have it all memorized at first, but that is where you're heading that that the the order the curriculum which fits you know together you do, you do have to memorize that which you remember in the beginning it felt like so much but now it's like i remember just <laughs> thinking i i do not know the i cannot remember yeah. it all yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so like um that's normal that's yeah, normal it's, it's like i have to write it all down and then you're going will i ever get this or i have to go to more clinics so i can put these pieces together and then a while down the road you're like okay i got it i got it i got it like i'm seeing other pieces oh okay i didn't see how that fit together really until like now i see how it fit together and like oh, or i forgot at, that one thing yeah yeah at one point it's like okay think i think now i do have the framework on which to put more details into but i don't know remember when that was is years ago but you know like a year in maybe a little bit more i'm like and this is going to lots of clinics this those first few years i mean we're talking like 12 13 maybe 14 clinics a year for a couple of years there i was like okay 
now I think I've got the gist of it. And now let's start utilizing that more efficiently. Yep. But that was a fun day. That was a fun day when you're like, I think I kind of got a little bit of a, it's not so overwhelming. Right. Like you said, oh, it's I forgot that. It's a relief. You're like, yeah. yeah. And, and now getting to the place where, where you go, I'm just starting to trust myself. It's like, okay, yeah. If I'm watching you, I could be like, oh, well, this, this, and this. Yeah. Just to fill those things in, but. Yeah, I would just encourage anybody who doesn't feel like they haven't memorized yet. Don't worry. Just keep trying. Frustrating as hell. We both can can <laughs> empathize. And we still have to be talking it out. That's the thing. We still have to be talking it out in order to sort out all the details at times. You have to commit to... working it through like yeah I, which is like okay dumb but I mean, i'm just thinking of a few folks that helped recently that have been a little, little stuck or they're sort of new to this and we're kind of thinking there was a, maybe an easier fix or feeling like i've been working at this for so long why is it not coming together it's like Part of it is feeling like this should be coming together by now, or it shouldn't be this hard. And I'm not saying it has to be harder that it's, you know, unbearable, but you have to go, I'm in this for the long haul, as long as it takes. I'm just going to be open to that and keep at it, which is is frustrating as hell and is hard if you don't have support help. I totally get that. Impossible. Yeah. Essentially. It, uh -huh. You can definitely feel like I am beating my head against the wall and just getting nowhere. So, I mean, I can sympathize with that. I've been there at points in the past. So. And, and the fear factor. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm definitely, yeah, because because there's so much of that that eventually does disappear. Just remembering that how much of a factor that is in the beginning. And once you're past that, then it's like, okay, well, this is fun. Especially when you have your friends to be like, ah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. All right, well, we better wrap it up for this week. May I just one more time say that Temple Grandin is going to be on the Horsemanship Remark Show Sunday special, October 29th. So hard to believe. What is that? At 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Mm -hmm. Michael. I just, I just. It's going to be awesome. We have to talk about like what should I talk to her? Like she's like, well, what you better you read all, all of her books. Well, I have read most of her books, but not for a while, yeah. and I haven't read Understanding Autism yet. But like, so in Animals in Translation, mm -hmm. one of the very first things she said was she was just talking about autism and how there's different, um, you know, manifestations of that, and she said that there are savants is what they're called, you know, where they might be 
very nonverbal or um, actually have a very low IQ, but they're amazing at something. We've all heard of that, right? When they can play the piano, like amazing. There's one on the voice or America's Got Talent or something that can hardly talk, but he, somehow when he sits down at the piano, he can sing. Like sing like, this is just I, incredible. I just read a book to Levi last night uh, about a, he's a biologist now. Um, he pretty much studies big cats. Um, jaguars is where his fashion, but he was, he stuttered like to the point where he couldn't really converse when he was younger, but he could talk freely to animals. And so he was in the Bronx Zoo and kind of made friends with this jaguar. And that's where he learned to talk without a stutter and went to all kinds of clinics and whatever and to try to help him with this. But the more he spent time with the animals and as he um, moved along in his career, he now he's a public speaker and his stutter is more or less gone, but it was because of his learning to talk to the animals and then kind of extrapolating out. And I think it was, um, he made a, a promise to that jaguar in the zoo that he would help his, her like he was going to do something for her and then he that was like really waiting for him to where it was his personal responsibility to be able to advocate for these big cats and anyway levi was all into it but, i bet yeah yeah wow so in regards to the autistic savant again the low iq but the the super intelligence in some area she was relating that to animals in the sense that like your dog or your horse might not technically have a super like might have a very, very low iq however we define that because that's defined as an intelligence quotient right meaning maybe a general but like a savant in a, in a very specific way or in another way, which essentially we've alluded to a lot, that th that this, this magnificent intelligence is just different than what, than what we are used to and perhaps what we are even capable of interacting with. And the hubris that like, we can understand it all and so therefore we're judging this other species it's like like we talked about the trees like are they really dumber or are we just ridiculously stupid <laughs> i didn't say that r word because now we're on facebook i feel more self-conscious i think you should be i'm glad you did <laughs> You could say what you want. What you want. It is your show, but there's certain things that. Why would you say them? Talk about not judging. You're judging me. I know I am. <laughs> I'm. I'm being grateful that you're adjusting. Yes, I'm. I'm definitely more self-conscious on on Facebook than it was. So fun to be on Instagram where no one would see us. <laughs> oh, oh well. Step it up, buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for being here this week.
We will be back again on the Northwood Farms Facebook page next Thursday morning at 6.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 8.30 Central. Thanks for joining the Horsemanship Remark Show, you guys. Have a good week. See ya. Bye. Bye.